Hello, hello, everybody. It's your girl, Shauna, with Love Nation's How I Love Me series. Man, I'm so thankful to be able to get on here tonight and just say what the Lord has been telling me to say. I want to first say thank you for tuning in. Thank you from all over the world. I appreciate all of my listeners from America to Germany to to uh, France to London to Singapore to Kuwait to South Africa um, to, um, oh my gosh, India. Um, did I say Singapore already? Uh Uh, China, all these different beautiful countries, Brazil, um, all over the world, beautiful countries all over the world, places that I wish I could uh, go and visit. And some places I know that I will, some places I already have visited, but I want to say thank you so very much for taking the time to tune in my faithful listeners and um, those that um, are new welcome. Thank you for listening. In these podcasts, we will be discussing some real life situations. Um, Also giving helpful um, tools and helpful testimonies that can, um, you know, be a guide in your current situation and um, or maybe future situations. However, it's how I love me. I love me enough to share my experiences or loved ones around me that don't mind me sharing their experiences, but also more importantly, what the Lord has for me to share. The Lord has been talking so very loudly, so boldly that those who know him in spirit and in truth, who worship him in spirit and in truth, those who know his voice are hearing the same thing I'm watching it I'm seeing it and I can't be quiet anymore I just can't be quiet anymore I have to say something I have to so this podcast is titled forget what you knew forget what you knew when it comes to the Christian faith, religion. I'm not here to badger any religion upon this earth. All I know is that Jesus Christ is the way to heaven. He is the way to eternal life. So that's what I'm going to always express and show and share. That is my life. At one point in time in my life, um, I did not believe in God. Just being very, very honest. I did. My grandparents, my mom, my dad, everybody in my family was raised Christians, Catholics, Protestants. Um, You know, they were, they know Jesus. However, when I got to, you know, be a certain age, I just doubted his existence. And so I became a five percenter. And, um, a a lot of my New Yorkers and DC, DC Tonians and, you know, people from where I'm from, this is, this is common, you know, where we believe that we are God, you know, um, a lot of the stuff that I was learning was true. A lot of the stuff 
uh, uh, made sense. It made psychological sense. So we would be, you know, when we greet each other, we were like, peace, God. You know, uh, a lot of the guys would change their name to Supreme because, you know, that they were gods. You know what I'm saying? And, and, so, and so, like, I've been a Christian since I was, I accepted Christ since I was 20 years old. I want to say officially at 18 because that's when the cry came out. Cry of Lord come into my heart and save my soul. And I'll share that experience some other time. But anyway, that was the moment that God instantly showed me himself. So it allowed me to forget what I knew. That didn't stop there. There were more situations throughout my life that made me reflect on what I knew and what I needed to know. And in him, he constantly showed me different things and different levels and, and, and more of him. And there's so many, um, examples that I can show you that I don't think that you would want to listen to me that long. (laughs) However, um, I just want to be able to help at least one person. You know, when we think about the religious way of thinking, this is something that um, religion has been around for generations, biblical times and different things like that. On to now, we still worship God through biblical teaching. We still honor God through biblical teaching. However, I feel that the time God is, is revealing that what you knew in your teaching and your learning in this journey may not have been right, may not have been what he was portraying. A lot of people will uh, teach the word of God, but not have the spirit behind the word of God. People will use the word of God and use it to dictate their congregation, their friendships, their marriages, their relationships, whatever it may be. However, if we really knew Jesus, if we really knew God, and if we really knew the Holy Spirit, things would be different. Our lives would be different. Let me give you an example. You ever go into a store, let's say, mm, Walmart, you get to the cash register, you got all of your, your belongings up there and you're about to purchase your belongings. Get to the cash register and the person does not greet you. They just start to scan their stuff. They have no smile. Doop, doop each item and you're waiting like, um, hello, I'm standing right here. They get done. They say your amount, just say 52, 56. They hand you your receipt. They don't say, thank you, have a nice day, no nothing. In your mind, when you leave out of that Walmart, you're like, man, I ain't never coming back to this Walmart again. Right? 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 I know there's a couple of people that could probably think of that, that's listening here. And if it's not a Walmart, it could be anywhere else. That person is a bad representation for the company. However, 
you being the consumer, you being the, the, the customer, the client or whatever, you have the choice to say, hmm, I ain't never coming back in there because they, they represent that, that Walmart is some trash. They evil over there. Right. I believe that many children of God, Christians, I'm going to just say Christians have done the same thing for the kingdom of God, have been misrepresenting the kingdom of God, has been, has been misrepresenting being Christians. Have And it's not about the way that you live. Like you, I got to be so holy. I can't say this. I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm going to just sit here with a long dress on and my head covered. And that makes me be holy. And please understand, I know that in certain uh, nationalities and and areas and, you know, over in um, overseas and and even here in America, I'm not talking about the hijab. I'm not talking about these are religion um, traditions. So please understand, I'm not talking about your traditional clothing. I am talking about Christians who operate in church, who operate in a system that it's up here, it's this way, and it's not any other way. I remember talking to, um, I used to work at a Catholic organization. I was a nurse. Um, and I remember talking, I was a nurse and then I became a back office person who worked with the finances uh, for the hospital. So anyway, I remember talking to a a fellow Christian, a sister in Christ, and she asked me, why don't you, why do you wear pants? Um, because I like to wear pants. Well, you're not supposed to wear pants. If you're living a holy life, you need to wear skirts. Who told you that? I asked her that. Who told you that she said that's what is preached that's what's in the bible show me which verse it says it in was this before christ or after these were my questions she ain't like me for a little bit i continue to wear my pants i ain't think about you because my freedom upset you it says whom the sun says free is free indeed right right So if that be true, that means that my freedom in Christ should not upset you. And why are you being so evil? Ain't you set free, supposedly? Why are you so unhappy? Because if the Son sets free those who are free indeed, like I'm free, I'm free in Christ, Why are you not living in the joy and sharing that joy with others? Hmm? Why are you bitter? Why are you angry? Where's your joy? Where's your hope? Where's your peace? Where's your love? Okay. Now I want you to, you know, think about yourself. Okay. I don't care where you're from in this who's listening to this podcast when someone talks down to you it hurts when someone is talking down to you in love it may hurt but it also strengthens you it empowers you it comes from a different source it comes from a different heart 
And so there's a difference in that way that you speak to another when you're speaking in love. You know, when you speak in love, there's correction there, like honest correction. You know what I'm saying? But that person at that time was speaking down to me. You, cause, cause this is one thing that I guess I forgot to say was that at this organization, they were the top people were asking me to pray, was asking me to lead prayer. They wanted me to, um, be the head of, of, um, the financial department prayer team. They would send prayer requests to me, um, just different things like that. So I was being used in that department and throughout the uh, hospital for different things, for um, healing and prayer. But I guess that person felt as though I wasn't fit to be in the position because I was wearing pants. Man, I forgot to say that, but that's really what it was. And so you see something started to brew up inside of her. And so the way to come to me, she mentions my pants. So if you're so holy, why are you wearing pants? If you know God and you sing and you're a worshiper and this, this, and this, why are you wearing pants? Why are you wearing short sleeves? Why you don't have a bonnet on your head? Ma'am, because I don't want to. That's not, that's not, that ain't me. And guess what? Um, at the time, the church that I was going to um, was like that, but was coming out of that. So it still had that same uh, essence. And sometimes in my my previous church, that church that I was in during that time, I was looked at as maybe the outcast or, you know, the one that was a little rough around the edges or, you know, just different things. But OK, that's another topic for another time. The point here is this. What you once knew and the traditions that you have known for a very long time, you need to unlearn them. The things that maybe even uh, your grandparents and great grandparents and different things, different people in your life may have taught you the religious way of God. I'm not saying that all the teachings are wrong. I am not saying that. I'm not even saying that one of the teachings are wrong. What I'm saying is, is, is God is showing us the relationship is imperative. The religion and legalistic way of thinking means nothing. Okay. It means nothing. When you look at the Pharisees in the Bible, you look at the Pharisees in the Bible, you see these are religious leaders. The town, the government respected the legal, the legalistic way of living with the Pharisees. The Pharisees can go to the, the government and say, hey, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay, we'll handle it. They have power. They had power. They walked around with their, their fancy robes, their, their righteousness. When the Pharisees came, people fled. It, it was, it was the, a religious tactic, control tactic that these people had. Okay. That's happening now. That's the, that's the bad representation of the kingdom is that the people of God, the saints, of God 
don't realize that they're operating in the spirit of Pharisees, which the spirit of Pharisees is not of God at all. It ain't of Jesus Christ at all. And so last year about, hmm, I want to say, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe, um, in June or July, the Lord just started pouring more, more and more and more into my spirit. Now I'm going to tell you something since I became in this Christian walk and I learned more, I yearn to know about God. I yearn to know about God. And anytime that I went through a situation where I needed to know more about him, I wanted to see him. I wanted to, I wanted to be in his presence. I would go and I would seek and I would find I would knock and the door would be open. Me and my husband were talking about a time where we were, we were so hungry for the presence of God because we weren't into playing church and we felt like we was in a, in a, like we're going to church on Sunday. We're going to church on Wednesday. We're going, we're going on Monday night. We're going for a meeting. We're going on Tuesday. We're going on Wednesday. We're going on Thursday. We're going for practice. We're going on every single day we was going, but we were coming home angry and empty and hungry. And then we, we talked about it and we prayed we like, hold up. Why are we feeling so unfulfilled? We feeling so unfulfilled. So sometimes we would take breaks and we would go back home and and we would just let loose. We would party. We would, you know, have a drink or two or three or five and just, just, oh, goodness. But on the way home, we would always discuss how we honestly felt. I feel like this. I feel this is wrong. I feel this is wrong. So God said, God told both of me and my husband separately, seek me and you'll find me. So we did. We started to um, go to different events. We started to uh, pray differently. We started to seek different preaching. Like, oh, we need this. We need this. God, we asked God, please show us more of you. And it was almost like he was opening the book for us. So that's when we we read over. This was years ago, guys. But... um, that's where we, we, I want, I want to say at least 15, maybe even almost 20 years ago. It was a long time ago, but, and it, and it took time, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it would get a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger that, that desire happened. And, and during that time that it was like mid big. Okay. That's, that's the part that I'm talking about right now. We were, um, praying like the the lights wasn't off in our house because the whole block had went out right and so we are um reading the bible where but we're reading with our children and we said god show us you show us your power and i had a candle next to the bible and the children are listening me and my husband were taking turns reading the bible but we're not just reading the words it was like the spirit of god was just orchestrated in that room and my children were small, you know, they were little, but they were understanding. They was, they was getting it. You know what I'm saying? And I think one of my children has stood up and then knocked the candle over on the Bible. The Bible did not, the fire was on the Bible, y'all. The fire was on the pages of the Bible. We all watched in amazement because it wasn't touched. 
that Bible did not get even a singe of fire, of burnt. And when we read the word, it's like people can read the word of God and hear the word of God, but the power behind it, they lack that. I don't ever want to be that person that lacks the power behind God. But in that moment, God showed us miracle signs and wonders. And that might have been small, but he continued to show us that. And it started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I remember uh, years after that, we went to a uh, Thai tribute concert at the Rock Church in Virginia Beach. Todd Tribbett arrived there late. It was supposed to start at, at seven o'clock. It didn't start till like 8.30. My husband had to be at work at three o'clock in the morning. It was so heavy. The power of God was so heavy and strong and, and powerful that nobody wanted to leave. Nobody. That service lasted to four o'clock in the morning. Nobody wanted to leave. So let's fast forward to now where we're hearing about the 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 the, the children, the, the, the teenagers in the college that have been worshiping for 11 days straight. They don't want to leave because they're in the presence of God. Now, let me tell you something. When you experience the presence of God, you won't want to leave. Because everything that you're seeking, everything that our natural bodies desire is in his presence. It's in his presence. Everything, love, joy, peace, hope, everything that you are seeking, everything that your body, your your mind, your heart, your soul, everything that you're seeking is in the presence of God. And one day, when we're seeing him face to face, we'll experience it in its fullness. We will experience it in its fullness. And I'm so thankful that we get to experience just a taste of it now. And when I tell you that it's powerful and it's full of love and it's full of beauty, you don't ever want to leave that. Excuse me, I had to take some some tea. Um, but this is this is what the Lord has been sharing with me. And I hope that you can understand exactly where this is coming from and, ex- and, and understand exactly what the Lord is wanting you to gain from this podcast tonight, today, whenever you're listening to it, okay? Is that... I don't want you to be in the face of God and not recognize him. Religion will have you so puffed up with self, so puffed up with your works and all that you do and all that, that I achieve this and I achieve that. And so I'm up here and, and now I, I look down upon you. When you do that, you're no longer in the will of God. You're in the will of Satan. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because Satan was kicked out because of of his self-righteousness, right? He was kicked out of heaven forevermore because he became what? Jealous. Listen to my other podcast. Listen to my other podcast. Are you distributing jealousy and you don't know it? Oh, because it is not an attribute of Jesus. It's an attribute of Satan. 
okay? So this this podcast today is self-reflecting. Let's let's do some self-reflecting. Even those that were around Jesus, his disciples, had to do some self-reflecting, even down to the end. And we're gonna get into all of that. This this session right here may take a couple of, of, of recordings, but I had to start now. Friends, it's time for a change. The Lord is coming back. I don't know when. He doesn't even know when. However, I don't want us to be in a position where he's here. And all the things that he wants us to see and do and know prior to him coming and taking us on to be with him forevermore. That we miss it. That we miss it. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you an example, y'all. In the Bible, if you turn to John 8, turn to John 8. It's in John 8, 12. It says, uh, this is titled, Jesus, the light of the world. Then Jesus said, I am the light to the world. And those who embrace me will experience life-giving light. And they will never walk in darkness. The Pharisees were immediately offended and said, you're just boasting about yourself. Since we only have your word on this, it makes your testimony invalid. Okay, let's say. So this, let, let, let's, let's look at this. Jesus, the Christ, is talking to the Pharisees. Are the Pharisees recognizing that he's Christ? Nope. Nah. Mm-mm. Jesus responded, just because I am the one making these claims doesn't mean that they're invalid. For I absolutely know who I am, where I've come from, and where I'm going. But you Pharisees have no idea about what I'm saying. For you've set yourselves up as judges of others based on outward appearances. But I certainly never judge others in that way. For I discern the truth. And I am not alone in my judgments. For my father and I have the same understanding in all things. And he has sent me to you. I'm going to stop right there for a second. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, right? The Pharisees is already looking down upon him. Even in this conversation, before this conversation gets to this meat right here, they're already looking down upon him. So, so this is the thing. I see in the church uh, realm, the churchy realm, where there's so many people, body of Christ, that will constantly look down on others, even in the body of Christ, that don't operate like them. Me, I'm an anomaly. I'm a go hard. I'm a Jesus freak. I'm 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 one that I can be a little hood, could be a little gangster, and I could be definitely <laughs> gun hold for Jesus. Okay, that's just me. 
And I've had people look down upon me plenty of times. I probably got people looking down upon me right now. I probably have somebody listening to my podcast that don't even like me. But they're listening just to see what she doing. What she posted. Uh, ain't nobody going to listen. Uh, da, da. I have people that's like that. But let me tell you something. That, that doesn't dictate my relationship. My personal time. My walk. My talk. My drive. My feel. The fact that I'm constantly in his presence. And there's so much I want to tell you. Okay, before I finish reading this verse. That's the part that I was missing. God, when, okay, when me and my husband would, you know, go through these life journeys, there was a time that our previous church really, really, really hurt my family. They hurt us so bad. We were lied on. We were talked about. We were mistreated. My husband and I were teen ministry leaders um, we stayed at the church enduring the, the lies and all of these different things there. The, the, like if I be up there singing, the pastor would give me a call and say, uh, next time you don't, you don't, uh, say anything after you sing. You only, you only, uh, sing. You're not, you're a singer. You're not a preacher. You cannot talk after. Okay. That's what he would tell me. So I would be upset. And my husband said, if the Lord told you to say something during, after, uh, in between the song, as you worship and give him all glory and God is telling you something in that moment, say it. Nobody can shut your tongue up. I said, amen, husband. And I will do that. And so, um, it, it just got really, really bad. It got really, really bad. But the mission of the the people in the church became so evil, y'all. It became so evil to the point that they lied on us and told the teens that we were teaching that we were no longer Christians, that we were no longer walking with God. And some of them would call and would cry and they couldn't hang around us no more. They couldn't talk to us anymore. Um, they would call and be like, are y'all not Christians no more? What about this? And what about that? I'm like, who told you that? They're lying on us. And um, it was it was out of anger. It was so much demonic forces that was moving on in there that, that me and my husband and my children, we became sad. We became depressed because those people were our family, you know, like literally they're my husband's family, like for real, like family, but we grew with these people. And as soon as God was elevating us in our life and showing us more of him, like the gift of, of prophesying, the gift of worship, the gift of singing, the gift of healing, like God started to elevate me and my husband together. Jerry, my husband, uh, would, would start to to teach. He was teaching more and not just to the teens, but now God wants him to teach grace to, to the men of the church. And they would be whispering like, Oh my God, I've never heard anything like that. I mean, but they couldn't say it in front of the pastor because the pastor would get mad. Like, yo, it was some real demonic stuff. And I say demonic and that's a harsh word. It's a harsh title. But I'm calling it for what it is because it was it was it was Pharisee mentality where they felt as though that Jerry and I, I mean, I'm sorry, I keep saying my husband, and I, but they felt as though that my husband and I were not in the position 
to share Jesus in the way that God was instructing us to use him. The way that God was instructing us to, to, to share his, 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 his words and his giftings and, and his, his, um, his love was not right in their eyes. So they constantly looked down upon us. And, and the more and more that me and my family would seek to, to, to find God in his fullness, we found him. So we went to uh, another, I remember going, visiting another church and I was so excited because as soon as I would step, like drive in the parking lot, I just felt the presence of God. Now this is the same presence that I could feel in my backyard listening to music. I can listen, sit in my backyard and worship God in my backyard. And that felt so much at peace. And so when I drove up on that parking lot, I felt that instant. But not only me, my whole family felt it. And so we started running in. And it got to the point that I was so hungry for it. I was so hungry. I'm like, I got to get there. I got to get there. And we would go in there and I would leave so full. And, and everybody that we brought into there would feel the same way. So it wasn't fakery. It was real. It was that, 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 that church was operating in the real spirit of God and people. I watched people get healed instantly. I watched people's, um, marriages be restored. I watched, uh, uh, uh lives changed basically lives changed instantly. And over the couple of years that, that went by and everything, it happened more. Now, when we had COVID, everybody had, you know, shut up in, in their houses and stuff. I've always had the gift of dreams and, and, and visions and different things like that. But man, God enhanced those things. So God's been showing me different things more and more and more and more. And it's mind-boggling. But it comes with the relationship. So I'm reading these things to you and I'm sharing this with you because forget what you once knew. That religion ain't going to save you. This is my talking. The religion ain't going to save you, homie. It's in the relationship. It's in the relationship with Christ. You think about the woman that, that, that was being, uh, um, talked about and, and they were trying to stone her. The Pharisees were trying to stone her, right? They're all yelling at her. She just been caught in the act of adultery. They ain't get the man, but they definitely got the woman, right? So, uh, they, they yelling at her and I could just imagine that they're all just like yelling at her. You whore, you this, you that. And she's crying and Jesus is just taking his finger and he's writing in the marble. Like a lot of people say the sand, but it was marble floor. Okay. Uh, anyway, he's, he's taking his finger, but he's writing something. What that something is, I'm not sure. However, it was instantly when he stood, when that, when he reached down to stand her up and he said to her go and sin no more that instant she was healed that instant she was delivered you know why because she looked in the face of love she looked in the face of love where religion was over there about to kill her they was about to stone her to death because of her sin what Jesus say 
Y'all without sin, any of y'all ain't never sinned? Cast your first stone. If y'all ain't never did nothing, what'd they do? Dropped all their stones and they walked away because they know every single last one of them are sinners. Yet, Jesus took the time to look in the one that they felt was least worthy, that was not worthy at all. Caught in the freaking act of having sex with some man and said, you know what, go and sin no more. And she did that. She was one of Jesus's advocates. She was a go hard for the Lord. This is, this is, this is uh, evident that these things still happen. These stories in the Bible is, is a trademark or it's a little mark of what is what's still happening now that times may have been different times have advanced and different things like that however the pharisee mentality has grown so big that the body of christ feels that it's the only way the body of christ is starting to feel as though that the pharisee way of living is it and they don't even know that they're operating in the pharisee way of living Mind you, I'm going to get back to the scripture, but there's this part. There's this lady, this prophetess that was talking about Beyonce. Uh, what she was saying? Talking about Beyonce. Don't. Oh, yeah, that she was a witch and not to go to her concert. Right. Excuse me. I'm drinking some more tea. But and shame on anybody buying her tickets and blah, blah, blah. Yet. Before she became a prophetess, quote unquote, she went to a Beyonce concert. What y'all call that? A hypocrite. You, 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 how dare you sit up there and use your, your platform in that sense. I may have somebody listening to this thing right now that totally disagree because you think that Beyonce is a witch, but guess what? You don't know what Beyonce doing her private time. You don't know if she be on her knees praying to the God of heaven and the God of heaven and earth. You don't know that. People will talk about people today in the grave and put things out there that may not be truth. It may have 1% of truth, 1%, but it's not the fullness. Does that prophetess, that lady, does she know her? Does she know her personal, personally to say, you know what? I went, I went now, if she, now look, this is where I, I, I would have to say, okay, she has the right to say it. If it's this, I spent time with Beyonce and I've seen her do her seances. I've watched her freaking worshiping rocks. I seen her uh, doing some witchcraft. Then by all means, Miss Lady, go ahead and then tell the t- you, on your platform, then inform. Y'all better not da-da-da-da-da because I know personally she's a witch. However, that was not the case. So you're spreading something. I wonder if the prophetess thought to pray for Beyonce. Hmm. If you really think she's a witch, have you prayed for her? Hmm. Hmm. Nah. You use your platform as being a Pharisee. The part that I was saying about us in, in COVID, when everybody was ordered to be shut up, God was revealing so many things. However, 
people were so hungry to get back outside and so that they was missing what God was trying to say. I had a vision. I had a vision. That the angel of God was wrapping his arms when, when, okay, let me stop. Let me start back. When, when we first got the orders that we needed to be in lockdown, I, um, had a vision that the angel of God was surrounding, surrounding us with his wings and there was millions of people that he he was surrounding and he's covering and he's he's crying but he's looking onto a sea of people who are angry and sad and dying and sick and and this was before before people started to die from covid back to back like you remember that that everybody people were dying left and right all over this world before that happened I had the vision y'all and I'm not ashamed to say that I've been sometimes I'd, I'd be hesitant on saying certain things but nah I had the vision before that I also seen angry people holding uh staffs of of, of fire like um like uh like they did for uh, uh Ku Klux Klan like angry people those different things I seen that and what did we have the Black Lives um, uh, Matter march because this person was killed, and we had uh, uh, George, Mr. George Floyd was killed, and 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 we had all these different eruptions and battles during that time that it may have taken the focus off of what God was actually saying, but some of us spent time on our knees time to hear time to hear exactly what the Lord was saying and we heard it we heard it very loud and clear and so um, just with um, one thing that I do know that I I saw was um, pastors could not think of what to do to keep their congregation. There was many pastors that were struggling, you know? Um, and I was praying for them. Me and my husband, my family were praying because the gospel still needs to be preached. People, people need people. You know what I'm saying? Like we all shut in. We like needed people, you know? We need communication. People would call us and, and we would do FaceTime and we did a lot of Zooms and man. However, you know, people's churches was closing. Because they couldn't keep their congregation um, and the finances going. But even in the midst of all of that, God was still speaking. He was speaking so loud. And so for us to get back into 2021 and 2022, and now we're into 2023, and you're still thinking the same way you did before COVID, and now it's advanced. My God. My God, that time right there was an awakening and you missed it. And now you're back into your old way of thinking. 
So let's look back at the scripture where Jesus is talking and says, for I absolutely know who I am, where I've come from and where I'm going. But you Pharisees have no idea about what I'm saying. For you've set yourselves as judges of others based on outward appearances. But I certainly never judge others in that way. For I discern the truth And I am not alone in my judgments for my father and I have the same understanding in all things. And he has sent me to you. Isn't it written in the law of Moses that the testimony of two men is trustworthy? Then what I say about who I am is true. For I am not alone in my testimony. My father is the other witness and we testify together of the truth. This is what Jesus is saying to the Pharisees. Then this is verse 19. Then they asked, just who is this father of yours? Where is he? Jesus answered, you wouldn't ask that question if you knew who I am or my father. My God. People, all of y'all that's listening. The Pharisees were in the face of God and they didn't realize it, that they were in the face of God. That is the truth. The Pharisees were so stuck up themselves, so self-righteous. I'm this and I'm that and I'm holy and I'm, I'm a prophetess and, and I'm, I'm a, a pastor and I'm clergy and I'm a deacon and I'm a deaconess and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm. That you're standing in front of Jesus himself and you don't recognize God? Let's continue on. I'm sorry this is a little long. Hope you don't mind. Jesus said, you wouldn't ask that question if you knew who I am or my father. For if you knew me, you would recognize my father too. Jesus taught all these things while standing in the treasure room of the temple and no one dared to arrest him for it wasn't yet his time to surrender to men. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there because there's so much meat in this part right here. I hope that you will listen to the next one. I really do. In the testimony that I shared with you guys, I'm pretty sure that some of y'all have had that same experience where maybe church hurt or, you know, you, you may have been looked down or talked about or, 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 or felt like nothing around the most religious person in your family. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's situation is different. Whatever that situation is for you, it has left an impact on your life, whether positive or negative. Now, when I say positive, I mean that it scared you straight. The negative part, meaning you were never whole. You were never at peace. Because you keep trying to be that perfect person and you keep trying to be that perfect person and it's never good enough. And then you feel incomplete. What was it all for? Right? 
Okay, if there's anybody that can relate to any of the things that I'm sharing with you, please do send me an email. I love to hear from you guys. Um, you can also uh, write questions and, and, and different responses on these podcasts and different things like that. So um, please do email me. If you have questions, I would love to answer them. Uh, love Nation for him. That's L O V E. N-A-T-I-O-N-F-O-R-H-I-M at gmail.com. We have more to talk about. One thing that I hope that you see is is this. That God, God wants us to be able to see and hear him. In the word of God, it says, my children will know me by my voice. And if it's so run by religious legalistic thinking you won't be able to hear it you won't be able to see it because you're so stuck in your customs that you'll be blind to the truth you'll be blind to the facts and I don't want that for you y'all because that's how much I love me is to love y'all and that's how much I love God is to love others And that's what Love Nation is. So (laughs) it's a little serious topic because it digs real deep. And I pray to God that everyone under the sound of my voice will go back and read for themselves. Will go back and take some time and evaluate self. Man, have I been operating in a Pharisee mentality? Man, and have I been dictated by a Pharisee men, uh, uh, mentality? Because that that Pharisee mentality, you you live in that that type of life, will live make you live a life of a lie. You're not free. You're in bondage. You're in bondage. It's time to break free. So I love you guys. I'm so very thankful for all of you who continuously are my supporters, continuously listening, continuously sharing. Please, by all means, share it with your family, your friends. You got to get the truth out here. Um, We'll be back. This is part one of forgetting what you knew. This is part one. Part two will be posted soon. Tune in. God bless you guys. Peace.